Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host of this podcast, fellow human <laughs> person trying to figure it out, sometimes getting it, um, and just a lot of the times not, and yet showing up anyway. Here in my life, in my work, going one direction, uh, rerouting. That's what these last few years have kind of felt like. You know, it's weird, actually, to be in 2022. I had to write the date down yesterday for the first time. And I'm like, oh, I found myself really wanting to write 2019. Like, like, can we just start there? Can I just go there again? I have a six-year-old daughter. She just had her birthday. And when it was, this is like her first like cognitive new year, you know? So she's like, mom, is this a new year? Or are we starting over? Like, are we going back or are we going forward? That was like the heart of her question. And I was like, okay, I get it. Because like we're starting over at one. And for her, she's like, well, like, am I going to first grade now? Like what's all changing? And it was interesting, right? Trying to explain like the things that we just keep rolling with or don't really consider. Just like, oh yeah, it's a new year. Um but there's a part of me that's like, God, I would love to, I'd love to pick up at 2019 and start again or uh, see what that other life would have looked like. <laughs> Could have played that one out. So I don't know how this year's going for you. So I'd love to just kind of check in. I'd love to just take a moment to recognize that we are here. We are here on this side of 2020 and of 2021. We made it. We made it to here. My mantra or grounding sentence statement that I have been coming back to again and again and again recently is, I am here. I am here. And I find myself needing to just remind myself to just enter the present moment and also to celebrate that I am here. I'm still here. I I made it. And so I don't know if you have played around with uh, sentences or mantras or things like that before prayers, whatever language you use to explain connecting your mind and your heart to that big, huge, invisible, div divine space above us, around us, within us. Um, but I use something like that to get all the way here. And so some people, they do like a word for the new year or um, a vision board. You know, there's all those ways, resolutions, all these things we say that we're going to like do. Um, how do you do it? How do you start a new year? Do you buy a new wall calendar? Do you update your profile? <laughs> your dating apps? Like what's your what's your new thing? Sometimes like some years I'm like, yeah, resolutions. And other years I'm like, nope, just making it through, waking up again. Uh, this year I was like, you know, I'm gonna try to wear my watch. That was, I mean, this is you guys where I'm at. I'm like, I'm going to wear my watch most days. I couldn't even commit to 
every day or all days. I just, I'm like, mm, I don't know that I'm an everyday kind of person when it comes to resolutions. But I could be a, I'm going to wear my watch most days. And it helps me do a couple things. One, I'm looking at it to tell the time <laughs> rather than picking up my phone and then finding myself like researching the absolute most insane things. Like just, I mean, clear my history or look at all the weird Instagram videos of like animals. Don't you guys, this is where I'm at. All right. So I'm just letting you know, this is like a confession episode. Things that I've been researching. Uh, and by researching, I mean scrolling on Instagram. So what are your resolutions? Do you do them? How are you starting the new year? How are you marking this new space? Do you realize you're here? Can we honor that? What's new for you? What does new even connotate for you? Is it terrifying? <laughs> is it fabulous? Like what is, what is new? What is new? What is new? And where does new exist within you? When you hear the word new, what do you think about? What do you feel? What shows up for you, right? We want to pay attention to all these things. We want to know how we are actually like moving towards something that is new. So I'll tell you a story real quick. This was yesterday. Okay. So yesterday was January 5th and, um, I'd been on a sabbatical since September of this, this last year. And the sabbatical for me was kind of like a screeching halt, a, ugh, that's kind of what it feels like. Just like a time. I needed some pretty deep recovery. I was coming out of um, just a real heavy season. I don't know how else. I was just shit. Like that's all. <laughs> it was hard. I was in a hard, heavy, dark, um, stuck place. I'd been in it, um, but it's also kind of one of those seasons that you don't really know how hard or bad it is until you come out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't know I was feeling that bad until I felt better. Or I didn't know I was feeling anxious until I wasn't feeling anxious. And so I was in that. And I needed to start getting into some action, kind of taking... Like, you know what, Elise, are you in the driver's seat of this or are, like, what are we doing here? So for whatever it's worth, I like closed the door to my office in September and just moved away from output. How else? I don't know how else I could say. I just needed some time. And so I took that time. And during that time, I just would like, put things in my office. Like I'd go in and be like, oh yeah, um, here's this um, box of things from like a weekend retreat that I led. I'll just put the, I'll just put what's left over in my office. Oh, books I ordered. I'll just put those in my office. So do you see where I'm going with this? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just put that in there. So I go to open my office door in December and I literally can't even open the door. I cannot get into my office anymore because I just loaded it full of junk in, in very precious junk at that. But I just, I just put all this stuff in there, stuff, just tons of stuff. Uh, we moved. And so I was like, Oh, like, um, here's all these boxes I haven't even opened up from our move. I just put everything in there, just shoved it all in. And so, so here's like the, like what happened next, right? 
and this is like the obvious thing, okay? So because I can't get into my office, what do you think is the most obvious thing that I did? Like what would be obvious for you? That obviously when one cannot access their own office, they, what? Like what is your gut knee jerk response to the most obvious solution, the most obvious next step when you can't get to that space? Okay, I'm being serious. I really want you to fill it in with what is you, what would you do? <laughs> okay. So obviously I said, well, guess I can't work there anymore and set up my office on the kitchen counter. Okay. So now I, this is my new office. This is where I work now is at my, my kitchen counter. And I had set it all up. I'd brought my new whatever planner for the new year there and my computer. I was trying to find a place to charge it. And I was like, great, this is where I live now. Like I live at the kitchen counter and this is like my new office space. And that was, that's obvious. And my husband comes in from work and he's like, so, um, what are we doing? (laughs) Why are we out here? He built me a beautiful office in our garage, right? So he's kind of like, hmm, what's happening? And I was gracious enough to shove my office door open and say, hey, I think we should probably take care of this. So I'm going to fast forward on this part. But what he does is he literally, um, he just offers me his presence. He offers me his observation, but he also offers me presence. He's also very organized. My husband is a organized, efficient, clean, kind of do it the right way the first time kind of human. That's his obvious way. For him, obvious was we hand we take care of our office space if we can't walk in it, right? Like to him, this was like, let's just go in there. And he literally like brought a trash can in, started helping me. He didn't, um, I wouldn't even let him touch anything. So I'm like, no, like this is, this is for this and this is for that. And yet he just kind of kindly offered me, what is it? Like just, um, just showing up, just standing there or sitting there with me as I had to move through all the things that I've been unwilling to look at and just shoved in there and then uh, closed the door. And so we got through, um, I mean, it was like two hours, guys. This is like, when I mean, true confession episode. I was like this, like, hello, hoarder status. Um, all of the things, all of my ideas and unfinished work. And he got me through to the end. He even like showed me like, hey, at least instead of just putting one thing away at a time, why don't you put everything into piles as far as like, hey, here's where books are. Here are things you just got to throw away. Here's our um, papers you need to keep or whatever. Like he, he also offered me support in the form of what he knows. So good news. I'm actually in my office. It's clean. It's beautiful. I can see things. My books are color coded again. I'm fe- I, It was like, oh my gosh, look at Oh my, hey, like here I am. Great. I can function in here. I can be creative in here. I can hang out in here. I can, I can whatever in here, but I'm back. I'm back. So as much as I am sharing just like my actual life with you, you probably know that this is more than about my office, right? It is about the obvious ways in which we approach our lives. 
the rules and patterns and ways in which we continue to repeat what is obvious to us. Okay. What we're talking about is the ways in which we repeat what is obvious to us. So guess I don't have an office. Okay. Obviously I'll just go over here now. Oh, looks like I um, won't change career. Well, guess I'll just do this. Obviously, I won't get married, lose weight, make friends, finish that project, start that project, fill it in. Change the way I eat, stop drinking, start drinking. I don't know. What, what is it for you? What's the obvious thing? What's your version of this, if you have one? Has there been a door you have closed because obviously I can't get in there anymore, so I'll just go over here now and my obvious response is just to continue to move and build rules around my experiences because obviously. Obviously. Obviously, I tried dating and it didn't work. Obviously, I made a new resume and nothing happened. Obviously, you know, I, I went to church and it was blah. Obviously, I tried to reach out to other mom friends to make new connections and it didn't go the way I thought. Um, obviously I tried a new thing in my marriage or my partnership and I just feel like nothing's changing. And so then obviously dot, dot, dot. I want you just to kind of keep paying attention as we, as we move in this concept. Okay. And so what I mean by pay attention is flag all the memories that are coming up for you or thoughts or how you're, uh, resisting or, or rubbing up against this information. The obvious ways in which we rut our life, limit ourselves, get rigid with ourselves, okay? It is uncomfortable. It can be very uncomfortable to look at. It was exceptionally uncomfortable yesterday for me. I was like, no, I, no, <laughs> no, just keep the door closed. I'm going to work at the kitchen counter. Um, so what is obvious to you? that might just be occurring because you've built a rule around it or and just gone a different way. I want you to think about if there is a relationship, a space, a career, an environment, um, a commitment. Is there something that you just obviously like moved on from or, or, or stopped connecting with um, because we built this rule around this is just the way that it is now. So what deserves revisiting? What ideas or dreams, commitments, spaces, places, relationships, people, things for you deserve another glance to just see what else is possible there? Was there anything that emerges for you when you think about Oh yeah, that's that's my obvious approach. This is the way it is. It's obvious. What deserves some revisiting? Is there anything that's surfacing for you? And and if not now, just con continue to consider it this week. What shows up for you that deserves some revisiting? Think of a space. Could it, is it an actual space in your house like it was for me? Um, is it something that is a place, 
the gym, outside, um, other people. I don't know. What is it for you? The idea you had, the project you wanted to finish, start, the change you wanted to make. Uh, You had an idea at some point. You had something that you wanted to do and yet decided that that obviously that's not going to happen for you anymore. And so then we'd perpetuate that, right? We just say, well, then that we just can't work there anymore. We can't live there anymore. We can't do that. Is it, a, is it a marriage? Is it a partnership? What's the thing that we said is just beyond repair? I'll never access that again. Is it your relationship to God? Is it your really, what is it? Your relationship with your mom, your dad, someone who's hurt you. What are the doors we've closed and said, well, that's just the way that is, obviously. And what is worthy of revisiting? Just to even just like peek in, be like, hey, is this something that I want to look at? And if so, what kind of support do I need? What kind of partnership? What kind of perspective? What kind of care or support or wordless exchange might I need to revisit that so that I can have access to all of me? So that I could open every room in my house, metaphorically so that I could access every part of my life that I want to, literally, so that I could know that I looked, I checked it out. I actually saw if that was a thing that could happen for me rather than obviously deciding that there was nothing that that could happen there anymore and continue to move on. Hey, and sometimes that is, that's a thing, but then you already know that. So I'm talking about the unfinished things the unresolved things, relationships, patterns, engagements, things, okay? What kind of support do you need to revisit some of these things this year? Is it, is it yourself? Is it a commitment just to self? Like, hey, I can do this. Um, is it, is it a, a, a partner accountability to someone else who knows? Is it a therapist? Is it your actual husband, partner, wife, person? Is it a group? Who, what form of support do you need? We don't have to do this alone. I clearly was not. <laughs> I was not, was not going to be doing that alone. It's okay. It's actually really nice when someone knows more than me and can come and support me doing what I couldn't do for myself yet. So what type of literal support do you need? Professional organization, speaking to myself. <laughs> like, what do you need? You're an adult. Let's do it. What do you need? And then super directly, then just do it, right? We don't need to belabor the action. We handle it. So when we see that something needs to happen and we recognize the support that we need to do it, then we do it. Okay, so, so sometimes what happens is we, we get close, right? We're like, oh, that's the thing that has been obvious to me that might be just a door I closed. Okay, the support that I need is my therapist, my friend, my whatever. Great. And then I say, but I'm hungry. <laughs> but I have to go pick up the kids from school. But I'll do that later. You know, the endless tomorrow thing, right? And so what I want to catch us in is when we get close to awareness and we start tiptoeing closer to action, be very aware of the side-swiping sense of maybe not now, maybe distraction. 
Maybe I'll do that when blah, blah, blah. All the time, there is this invitation to kick out of our awareness, to kind of um, leave that like swirl or eddy of knowing and move towards the river the way that we've always been going. Okay. And so I really want to just emphasize, hey, if you see it and you know what you need, just go ahead and do it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and and more seamlessly and simply just handle our business and do it just now. Right. So yesterday when Jesse was like, hey, um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look and open up our office. And look, I could have said, you know what? I've got a lot to do. I started my radical motherhood group yesterday, which I really wanted to be in my office, but clearly I couldn't be in my office. So I was going to host it at the kitchen counter. And he was like, hey, let's go ahead and, and use your office, right? And so we did it right then. And I, I could have had a lot of excuses. I did. I had like an actual pressing engagement. <laughs> I'm like, but I've got a group starting. And he was like, mm-hmm, yeah, all the more reason why you should probably be in your office. So for whatever it's worth, could we just go ahead and get to it and then see? And then see. You know, this isn't a predictable outcome. Not everything that we decide that we're going to go move towards and see how it works out is going to be like, oh, and then, and then great. Some of it is just, oh, actually, I was right. That boundary that I had set, that relationship or that this, um, that actually wasn't for me. But I know it now. It's not some lingering, unfinished, uh, fringe concept that's like poking out in my life. I know it now. And so I just want to invite us this year to be curious. I want to invite us to observe, um, to be willing to name the support that we need, and then to just get up and go ahead and handle our business, to be willing to see what happens. That's it. That's what I'm starting this year and inviting you to consider these things alongside me. It's good to be back. And I mean that in a lot of ways. It's good to be back um, outside of that season of depression. It's good to be back outside of um, my rut, my closed office door. It's good to be back here with, um, I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful to be out, be here. And also thank you for being here, for listening. However long you've been listening, I'm grateful. I check each week just to kind of see like, hey, where is this landing? And so I hope it lands with you. A couple fun announcements for us for this year. Um, I lead weekend retreats, and there are two options for us this year. The retreats are really a time for us to kind of get outside of our regular pattern, just like we're talking about today. Get outside of the familiar and get a chance to really get a solid, concrete, bird's eye perspective of what's been going on, why, and then how to actually practically untangle ourselves from that and move forward. So there are, there's a retreat. I spent a lot of time in Joshua Tree this last year, um, engaging my own like solo retreats, like what is happening in my life and what is going on here? And out of that birthed this, I want to bring people here. I want to bring people to do a retreat in this space. It The landscape lends itself to a lot of like introspection and action. And so um there are two retreats I'm hosting in Joshua Tree this year, and then two with a totally new curriculum. So it's a brand new sense of, um, it's, a, it's a just a totally different thing, okay? And the first weekend, the original OG weekend 
I'm hosting two of those as well. You can find all of that information on my website, www.elisesnipes.com. Please let me know if you have questions. Um, weekends are for sure, like it's it's my sweet spot. It's the thing that I I feel like I come the most alive in. I love the retreat setting. I love the chance of really getting out and doing some more intensive work, of bringing people to a space, setting the table, showing people like, hey, this and this and this, and letting people have their own experience, which which leads to them taking their own action. So hit me up with any questions you have. I'd love to have you on a retreat. I'd love to be able to answer questions or whatever, or whatever. Um, Other things are... Gra- uh, Radical Wellness Collaborative. Radical Wellness is a group of phenomenal people. And our job is to support you in moving towards your own action, change, and like new way of thinking, being, doing, all the things. Okay. Um, everything about us is on our website, radicalwellness.co. That's just .co. Um, We have groups that we are hosting, and you do not have to be a client of Radical Wellness in order to join us. So if you want to do one-on-one work, then we would happily help set you up with a therapist, coach, person who is right for you. And if you listen to the last episode, you can hear all about that intake process and how that goes. And then if you are just interested, you already set up with your therapist, you already got that kind of care going on. And you want to join us for a group. You don't have to be um, a, a client in order to do that. So we have four groups that we are offering right now. Radical Motherhood is the group that I'm hosting. And all of our groups are held online. So you can access this from wherever you are. And this group specifically focuses on rad, rad motherhood is embracing like the rough edges. It's like Oh, it's the things that we get stuck in and we look, we're looking for some really innovative ways to untangle that, name it, get specific, and then kind of get into some real practical action. So again, you can sign up and see more information for that on our website. Uh, Journey into the Sacred Feminine. This class I took this last year, my husband took it this last year. It was by uh, hands down the most impactful class that I have, that I took all year. All year long, it changed my frame, my worldview, the way in which I understand myself, my relationship to divinity. I I can't say enough about it. And again, this is not a class that is um, for a person of a specific religion. The journey into the sacred feminine is for all of us, for men, for women. Um, it is apps. I can't say enough about it. I wish that I had more words. Do yourself a favor. Check this class out. Journey into the Sacred Feminine with Bonnie Lewis. Body Tools for Healing with Aurora Allen is another group. Um, This class focuses primarily on the intersection of our body, somatic awareness and healing, the wisdom of the body. Uh, There's a lot of information for us now around the nervous system and polyvagal theory and the way that uh, the body keeps a score, right? All these these books and concepts and things that are out here for us to understand our own responses to our story and what our body has held. Aurora is a true master of helping bring awareness, just noticing the sensation, the response, and what the body has to say as we move towards like a, a holistic experience of our healing. 
So for me, I'd done a ton of work in talk therapy. Aurora had as well. But working the body piece in, it brought a, a more of a lived experience of that healing. So it's like the, all the work had somewhere to land. Like it wasn't just an intellectual knowing of what peace feels like or good feels like. It was an actual bodily experience, an embodiment of all these things. So I could go on and on, but just check it out. Body Tools for Healing coming up. Um, and then Rad Life with Katie Hayden. So Katie and I talked about like, hey, if there was one thing that you could invite people to, to be a companion for them on their journey into healing, whether or not they work with a therapist, whether or not they have been working with one for years or whatever, a it's a less specific, it's not just on motherhood, it's not just on the body, it's a real broad and really gracious way in to a new way for you to kind of consider um, how you are, who you are, what's going on. Would love to invite you to check out all those different groups. Very wordy right now, apparently. Um, www.radicalwellness.co. Cool. Okay, guys, as always, if there is anything that you have questions about, want to connect on, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at elise at elisesnipes.com. I'd love to know what you want to hear more about this year. I'd love to know who you want me to interview. I'd love to know if you want to have a conversation that we can connect on. Um, during the pandemic, I did a whole year of conversations with people just like you. And what we did is we just kind of walked through something that people were taught were uh, needing to reevaluate. And we did that in real time. So you can listen to all those conversations and then let me know if you want to sign up for your very own. Okay. Happy New Year. I hope that you do check out your spaces this week. I hope that you walk into rooms and relationships and ideas and goals and projects uh, with confidence and clarity, support. Um, hell yeah. You know, that kind of sense of like, all right, let's do this to get into some meaningful action and then to see, to see what happens. Let's see what happens next. Okay. Cheers. <laughs>